0: Welcome to Go Simcha, the podcast that takes you on an in-depth approach to the Jewish music, entertainment, and simcha world. Now, here's your host, Zisha Litman. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Go Simcha, the podcast. We had so much fun recording the episode, um, but it couldn't have been done without the help of our sponsor, Karen Simcha's and Vikalis. We're going to take a minute to hear a little bit more about them. The following episode of Go Simple the Podcast is proudly sponsored by Karen Simples hassan Vicalo. Karen Simples hassan Vikalo was founded over twenty-five years ago and is based in Brooklyn, New York. KSCVK helps widows, orphans, and people who are in dire need of marrying off a child. Working through their network of vendors, KSCVK ensures that every wedding is just as special as the next. Run by world-renowned party planner Devorah Benjamin, KSCVK takes care that each wedding is as elegant as the next one, ensuring dignity and class through every wedding that they put on. To donate to KSCVK, please visit their website, kscvk.org today, that's kscvk.org, and help make someone's wedding special. What's going on, everybody? here another episode of Go Simcha the podcast sitting down with someone who is really cool really funny guy we've been back and forth chasing him for months actually since we started the show which is wow all the way back in June okay but we've been chasing this guy for months and he finally had the time to sit down with us to to talk about his music his career everything he's got going on and I would love to welcome Yoni Z to the show Yoni welcome board to go simple the podcast and I just wanted to say one more thing that you know we're so grateful for all our listeners you know we have nearly 5,000 plus people who listen to our show on a regular basis we get fan mail, we get phone calls, we get pictures someone just what's me a picture the other day he was in his office and one of his coworkers listened to the show he's like hey man this guy's just randomly listening to your show and I was like that's pretty cool um, so, so
1: you think this can this actually perhaps make me famous
0: i think so i mean aren't you already famous <laughs> um it's, that's all relative isn't it it it, it is all relative um I, yeah. I have to say but yoni thanks for coming down thanks for well not of course down. if you're in Arizona, i'm sorry i
1: hope i didn't seem like a snob that it took to me <laughs> it took so long to get me on the show
0: no listen. Been a
1: very, very hectic six months the album and the videos and the concerts
0: so, listen, you know, it seems like you're, it seems like you're, you're doing a little bit of work over there. No, trying. Not, not a problem. Not a problem. So listen, welcome aboard. Thanks for joining us for episode 20. It's, it's going to be real fun. I'm looking forward to talking to you, get to know you better. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, the whole point of our show is we go behind the scenes with people like you and other artists to really know their story. Like, because everybody knows your music. Everybody knows like your albums and what you are um, as a performer. But nobody knows who you really are. So I'm looking forward to really understanding a little bit more about Yoni Z, how it all got started, and where we're going from here. So what's your deal, man? What's your story?
1: Oh, wow. Uh, where should I begin? Um, I started singing at 15. Hmm. Um, I was too scared to ever sing before that. I know that's kind of funny, people are like, you were scared, you were stage fright, and I was, and I I still am, I still still get jittery before every show, but I guess that's a good sign, because that means that you actually care, Um, so yeah, I mean, started then with weddings and whatnot, And, and you know, this dream that's now coming to fruition has been really the plan from day one, like, I, I meet people all the time who say to me, you know, Yoni, I got to say like you stepped up your game, you know, or whatever. And I tell them all people that I know, at least y- you knew that this was my plan.
0: You knew that when I
1: started at 15, this is exactly what I set out to do. Cause I, I then already said I want to make an album that's extremely diverse and extremely, you know, uh, that incorporates a lot of genres and styles, you know, um, and I wanted, and I always spoke about the music videos being a strong point, and concerts. I always said that you know, if if we're gonna do this, then yeah, we're gonna take it all the way. You know, it's not like I uh, started as a wedding singer and was like, okay, let's see where this goes. This was really always the goal, and it just it feels great. Uh, Eleven years later, to um, to be here um, and and enjoying you know, sharing this with the world and, and the great, great, the incredible feedback that we've been receiving. So thank God. It's really cool.
0: Oh, wow. you've been doing this for 11 years. Yeah.
1: Um, I just had my 27th birthday. I started wow. at 15 and a half.
0: Yeah. Wow. Mazel tov. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That is pretty cool. That is thank pretty impressive. You. Yeah. And it thank you. Like you have a impress- pretty impressive, like, repertoire of songs and, al- and albums and videos under your belt. And... At, for someone who's 27 years old having this dream having this vision you've really seen it to fruition that's that's really amazing
1: yes sure. they, yeah yeah i mean i
0: i feel so blessed
1: um because you can you know we all have dreams and there are a lot of things that we want to do and you know at the end of the day it comes down to see out the Shemaya, that it all just hits where it needs to and you know i, I held hashem you know, I held Hashem close to my heart along every step of this journey, and uh, it seems that He's, He truly is close to me in return, and that He's, you know, letting this uh, ship sail. So Baruch Hashem for that.
0: Nice, and yeah, I noticed that in in a lot of your songs, it seems to be like a lot of the underlying theme of it all, um, is that you know you you're thanking Hashem for everything you got going on, and
1: absolutely true. I've yeah. noticed
0: that with a number of your songs, it seems to be like the underlying theme is acrossstove and can I, can I ask you
1: where you've spotted it?
0: Um, in a number of places mm-hmm. um, per, um, most recently in in your up song, and yeah. then a number of other ones I can't name offhand because you got so many. but yeah, I, I have this I have this gift. Mm-hmm. I'm able to pick out different things. I'm a musician myself. so I have nice. this yes. Um, so I'm How able. Drums, guitar, saxophone, piano. Um, so a real musician. Yes, I read, I write. Not anymore, no, nice. not so much writing anymore. It got boring. Um, yeah. But I, I have this ability to pick out things within people's music. And this is why I love doing the show, because I sit there and right. I talk to you guys about it, and you're like, oh, I don't even know. You don't even know. But um, mm-hmm. yes, I'm able to pick out your different themes and different things within your songs. And I say this mm-hmm. to all the other guys we have on the show. And I notice that predominantly with a lot of your music. And I think it's great. Your music's very positive too. Like, there's never, even like your slower songs, they're still very mm-hmm. positive. They're trying, you're trying to uplift people. You're trying to be, bring, give Hashpa over to people and, and show people that there's so much positivity. Absolutely. That's, Absolutely. A, that's great.
1: That's spot on. That's unbelievable. I say?
0: What can yeah. I say? Round of applause. And, and, and it's great, too, because that, that that's what the power of music's all about, is to really give over, like, you're able, you're you're using this as a vehicle to give over so much chizik and so much, so much hashbaah to people. And the fact that everything you do is positive, it really shows. And it really helps. Thank you. You know,
1: I'll tell you something funny. It's interesting that you're saying all this because, you know, I've been working on this album for... I was looking at an email of a track that me and Yitzi Waldner were talking about, Mana Oh yeah. Um, So Mana I found an email where we recorded the first demo of it in 2012. So this has been going on for a while. Yeah. And um, along the way, you get to play a lot of people, your music and, uh, and people, you know, give their opinions and everything. And I heard everyone out and I wanted to, you know, be as uh, on top of it as possible. And, uh, a comment that I got from a lot of people was, you have a lot of great content, but like, where's that wedding song? Like, you know, where's the, where's that song that's going to like the, for, for the second dance, you know? And I said, you guys are missing my, you're, you're missing the mission. If that's what you think I'm here to do. I'm not here to, you know, meaning don't get me wrong. There are songs that play nightly from the album on the wedding scene, like Hallelujah." Uh, has gone really big. Dama plays a lot. Tam you know, I get a lot of Hasidish singers reach out to me and ask me for the lyric. Um, but it was never the goal, meaning it's a beautiful thing. But the idea was, yeah, to get on stages. And I do, Baruch Hashem, a lot of concerts. I think today at this point, I do an equal amount of concerts to weddings. Wow. Uh, yeah, a lot of the business, a lot of the parnasa is in concerts. And I'm so happy because when you get on stage, you really get to – to uh you know to give over these messages like you described, you know, where you're trying to be have an ashba
0: on people, so yeah thank god it it seems like it seems like you're more into the concerts than you are into the weddings, and I feel like the concerts like you just said like you're able to be more be more animated, be more like freeform with things than at weddings weddings are kind of like you know you have to do boom 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 this this set right. and what they exactly. what, what everyone predetermined which it's already predetermined and then you have to do the second dance and you know with a concert you have more more free reign of what you want to do and you can actually exactly get the audience. yeah I've, I've
1: said this to people you know they're like why do you need like a lot of people another question why do you need an album you know like you're making Parnassa singing on the wedding scene and i said oh guys I said you know at the wedding scene this is how I describe it in in, you know in a paragraph and the weddings at the wedding scene you are a hired voice yep you're a hired voice you are what you call background to the primary event of the evening which is the chasen and and if it's any other way it shouldn't be you know you are not the focus and center of attention at a wedding you kind of shouldn't be um and you're singing you know on um, everyone's songs you know the right. biggest the mm-hmm. most famous superstars they get on a wedding you know on a wedding you know uh, on a wedding stage and sing the most popular songs of theirs and of also of the hits today whereas by a concert you're not a hired voice you are kind of the you're kind of the the people people are coming to listen to you and to what you have to say right and 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 that's 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 what being an artist to me means. And that's why, yes, that's why I love the concerts because I get to express myself uh, the most. And and I'm also very into the arts and, and I love perfecting things. And weddings, you know, it's kind of the same routine every night. Whereas when you do a show, every show we do is built. And there's from the, not only the repertoire, not just making the song list, of course, but the arrangements and how this is gonna flow to that. And that's why thank God our shows are extremely energetic. You know, people, they start off and even if the crowd isn't so into it, Baruch Hashem, we have a very high success rate where it transforms into something, boom. And by the end of the show, everyone's up on their feet, jumping and dancing because we sat in a lot, a lot of machshaba went into it. And um, by the time we get to that point, you know, Baruch Hashem. So yes, I definitely have a netia, you can say, towards concerts.
0: Nice it seems like it's more fun i it it definitely seems like more fun it's more pressuring too i'm sure I, yeah. i'm sure because with a wedding you have you're dealing like, with like 3 400 people with a concert you're dealing with like a couple thousand depending on typically, where typically yeah yeah
1: yeah definitely
0: so hey listen whatever works you know whatever you enjoy it's it's whatever gives you that gishmak whatever get you know it's exactly. about learning whatever gets you your gishmak do what you do best, you know? Baruch oh. Hashem, you know. So I heard you're also a chazan. I heard that you you recently did some chazanis at our a- <laughs> program. Yeah, I follow um, you on Instagram. Don't worry. Yeah, thank
1: um, you, thank you for your follow. It means it means a great deal. Every follow, every person that wants to see what you're doing is a big compliment. Um, yeah, chazanis. well, chazanis is in my blood before pop music was. Um, if you watch the music video "Hoshana," mm-hmm. so you'll see uh, that I featured my father there. My father has been a chazan for, you know, twenty-something years—a uh, polished vocalist—and uh, my maternal grandfather as well, from my mother's side, is also a chazan. So wow. there's been a lot of, yeah, there's been a lot of uh, tefillah and uh, you know, amud and chazanis long before I got on stage. You know, um, I was so when I eventually did start voice lessons at 17, some 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. um, she said, you know, I'm not here to teach you pop. I'm here to teach you how to sing correctly. And however you implement the pop sound is your business. So, and and that was the best thing we could have done because I actually trained classically. So that's why when I can get up at at whether it's the omelet or it's singing a piece of opera music, that you know that I'm able to do it because the origin of everything that I studied came from there, and well, then power was birthed from that.
0: Well, it seems like all that kind of came together with Manasseh. Like when you hear that song, and and, mm-hmm. and, and you hear that song, it seems like all your it, it it's it's spot on. Like all like I said, with all your songs, like I can hear it in your voice is that like, you. I can hear it in your voice the way you've trained. You're not like other pop singers. You're not like any other like artist. You have, a, I said this to Baruch Levine last week as well. Like he has a mm-hmm. very unique voice that mm-hmm. like can carry over to really any type of style. And I hear that yeah. with your music as well, that like Thank some you. of your songs are very poppy. Some of them are very, are, are slow. And even like your Hebrew songs, like, you know, you sound mm-hmm. like a, really. You sound like, yeah. a, you know what I'm saying? Like, but yeah. your voice carries over through that. And I think like your, all your training that you did really kind of culminates within that. And
1: Thank you. Great yeah. That's, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Baruch Hashem. Yeah. We try to, ultimately, the album is a pop album, but the vocal, in Manasseh, like you said, for example, it's a very versatile vocal. There's, there's falsetto. There's, you know, meza voce, which is like chest voice. There's pop. And then there's that. You know when you do, but it's not like thin and high. It's full and high. Right. It kind of you belt it out in a way that you know if you trained only in pop, it probably wouldn't be that full. That that beefy. It wouldn't have that right. much, you know, butch in the sound. It would be a lot more high pitched than you know just airy. Yeah, it wouldn't uh, work
0: out so well. Yeah. So so now onto your pop music. It, mm-hmm. it's funny. So with your song Up. That's a great song. That video is a great that video. Is, that is yeah, that's hardcore pop right there. <laughs> but, but I'm I'm going to call you out on this one. Um call me I'm sure I'm sure you've heard there's there, there's a is a bridge in that song that sounds like a very 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 similar to a popular song that was on YouTube called What Does the Fox Say. Now I don't mm-hmm. know if any of our listeners know of that song, but I don't know, but it sounds very similar to that song. It's created by some Swedish band out, out in Europe.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: you have it, you guys, your, your melodies sound very similar. And there's another song of yours also mm-hmm. that starts off very similar to a very popular house DJ as well. Which one is that? Um, I forget what it was. I think I just listened. I just listened to it right now, but it has a very similar sound to, to, a, to one of these big, famous house DJs out in Europe as well.
1: Well, that one, well, if you told me what you're talking about, I I can perhaps give you an answer because with that one, I really, really, uh, I'm not sure what you're referring to, but with Up, yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell you straight how it happened. We came, I came to uh, the Ellie Klein and Yitzi Berry. We sat down and both Dama and Up, we wrote all three of us together. Um, Actually, Yitzi wrote Up with me. Uh, I wrote it with him. And uh, there was that basic structure there. And uh, when the bridge came on, there are about, I'd say, let me see exactly. Um, I know exactly what you're referring to. Um, it goes... Can sing it too. It goes... Uh, so hold my hand, don't let it go. That's Show it. me your face. Let the whole world know. And I said to, you, to you right there, I said, you know, it's a. it sounds like those like there's a few bars there that sound like what does the fox say and he said <laughs> yeah and he says to me wow I, I never thought of that uh does it really matter because we didn't go and steal a song absolutely no. and no well, one knows uh, about it
0: except for i guess well me <laughs> and
1: no no it's fine and i don't have a problem speaking about it publicly the first part of the oh, song
0: cool.
1: is completely you know completely we wrote it from top to bottom the chorus, up, 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 which is really the hook of the song right. we wrote. And there's a part in the bridge which does uh, resemble what his voice said. And he's like, I don't think it's problematic. And, you know, Yitzi composes a ton of songs along with Ellie. And it kind of slipped him too. But I guess, you know, sometimes I mean, as musicians, you'll sit at the piano and something will will slip like that. It's not like it was planned. It's not like we sat down and said, for sure. okay, you know, so, um, yeah, you know, but I feel like the, 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 the roots of the song, the letter A, the chorus, the bridge, you're always there watching me from, that's all pure original pop music that we wrote. So, um, you know, so it is what it is. I'm not, um, I don't feel like, you know, we did anything wrong because I, I know we didn't do anything wrong. No, nah, so not,
0: not, not oh, saying it in a bad way. I just thought it was really funny. No, I understand. <laughs> I, I totally,
1: no, I totally get it. It's funny. I told him right away. I said, it like was playing and I'm like, stop, stop. Hold up. You know, it's like, like what does the fox say? This bit. And he's like, oh. And then after a few minutes, he's like, but does it really matter? I said, you tell me. He's like, I don't think so. That's so I said,
0: song. okay, cool. You know, and we just went with it. No, it's a great song. It, it's, it's a great song. It when, it when it first came out, I used to listen to it. And it put me in a good mood. There's a lot of music I listen to, actually, That's before amazing. I start working every day. And it just really pumps me out, puts me in a good mood, and helps me focus, and that was one of them. It was on my playlist for a while. And, Thank you. Hey, listen, I give credit where credit is due. You helped me get through my day. Okay. Um, but it's cool. And your Hebrew songs, like I said, back, like your Hebrew songs, I like them also because again, they're also very, they're up, they're upbeat, they're happy, they're they're fun. Mm-hmm. Like that one video yeah. you, you shot down a lot. You know, like yeah. that. That's hey,
1: great. Hey, oh, yeah,
0: yeah. And it's like, it's cool, you know, and you sound like an Israeli, you know, you, you're, you, I don't, I don't know if you're Israeli, I don't know how. Well,
1: my, my, my parents are Israeli, but we didn't, my brother and I were two siblings. We didn't learn Hebrew from them because they, quite frankly, were busy learning English. <laughs> because they came from Israel, seriously. So, uh, you know, they would talk to us in English at home, not in Hebrew. Um, and most of the Hebrew that I picked up, I guess 90% of it really. Uh, was from um Israeli music, Israeli artists, um, Israeli film, you know. Um nice. and, and that's yeah, so that's where, you know, I picked that up. Um and, and I wanted it to be, you know, I do feel, you know, and, and I hope nobody gets offended, but there are certain artists today that, you know, Hebrew is very popular to sing in Ivrit is super popular these days. It's the biggest thing, you know. I feel like people feel the Psukim Are a little dry and repetitive i'm just saying what i feel what i hear people saying to me you know please write original right so and i do feel like if you cannot genuinely sing hebrew then maybe i mean try english if it's your first language or try something else but when you sing in another language and it's not there you know it's not really doesn't hit the spot i feel like it falls short and and a lot of americans don't know this but I know this is someone that reads a lot of feedback of Israeli uh, media, whether it's Kikar Shabbat or, or you know, uh, or whatever it is. And these comments always come up in the in the feedback, you know, and they, they they almost like frown upon it. Like, so it was important to me to record Hebrew and be genuine about it. And um, yeah, like you said, they're very upbeat. And I feel like in Israel today, people need a lot of that. You know, there's so much going on and it just, the war never ends. And I wanted to write Hebrew songs that people could sing along with, with original lyrics. For example, you look at Eyo, that's Hebrew top to bottom. You look at Dama. It's very Israeli. Right. You look at is Dama, like so Israeli. It's such Israeli one? song. EO. EO, right. Um, you look at, at Dama. Dama is uh, original verses and the the, the the chorus is a pusuk. So we did that sometimes as well. Or like, why? Not because I was trying to, because, uh, not because we were trying to, um, you know, make it more kosher. You know, I feel today you look at, look at Yako Shwecki's latest album. You know, people love it. There's hardly any sukim on it. It's just a lot of messages. And, right. um, but the reason we did that is because often I wrote a song around an idea. So for example, when I wrote See You Again, you know, see you again, Um,
0: again.
1: slow song. Okay. So it's about basically Hashem, please reveal yourself to me. It's like a, it's like a 2018, uh, it's a 2.0 2018 version of don't hide from me from Avram Fried, just way more today sounding, not nineties. Um, but that whole idea I built around the 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 lyric Esponecha Hashem Abakesh. Nice. Which is why we tossed it into the bridge. Esponecha Hashem Abakesh. So I kind of try to come back to oh they're like, oh this is what inspired it. Like this is the mucker in Tyra for what this song is about. Because I do feel that it's important to stay true to, you know, what we're talking about.
0: That's really interesting how you how you how you compose your, your songs. Is that you yeah. have part original, part um, part so Kim, and then you just kind of mesh them together, and you show you show people really what's going on. Like you show you hit, you have that message spelled out in within the song, and I think it's pretty cool. I think it's very unique and very original thinking Thank you. and thinking and of the
1: over there. And then there's the reverse way of doing it, which is when I wrote a song like Ida, so. I wrote the psukim because I felt very connected to it. You know, Aide Hashem, Aide from my mouth I will sing his praise. And I was a young singer starting out. And then, instead, and then towards the end, we added, I will sing and praise, I will sing and dance to the one
0: above.
1: Because I wanted that people that don't necessarily understand Hebrew or psukim should also have what to relate to in the song. So I did it with both languages, you know, on the, on the flip sides. Or like in Tambarach, right? There's the Hebrew. There's the Yiddish that I did. There's the Hebrew that God did. And if you don't speak Yiddish or Hebrew, in the very last line,
0: you where it, we try to convey the
1: message, which is I believe I believe we can try to understand, hand to hand, one family unite as all as one. Which is a spin-off of the concept of Tambarach and Idvakerch. You know, over taste and scent, there. You know, th- there's no two people that are the same. Everyone has different. At which concludes with, I believe we can try to understand hand in hand one family united all is one. And if we hand in hand one family united all as one, is where Tambarech in is no longer an issue. When we are able to see things, even if we, we're, we're able to see eye to eye that we don't necessarily see eye to eye, we can agree to disagree, and that's okay.
0: There you so go. That's, yeah. It, it, back to back to the theme of all your music you're just you're just out there spreading a positive message trying to give people like show people positivity absolutely help people get through these things and yeah what better what better way to do it through through the cleave music
1: absolutely it's it's a huge blessing it's a huge honor uh, because I know how much music affected my life growing up and music was my go-to you know whatever mood I felt so to see to be able to now do that for people people send you videos of their families all jumping and dancing to different songs, to different things. And it's like, wow. Like, because you know what I think? this is a podcast. This is so we, we can talk about these things and discuss mm-hmm. them. I feel like if I sing you a song, you got to be in your 20, late twenties, early thirties tops, right? 28. 28. So yeah, a year old. So I think that, if I sing you right now, um, let's just say did obey by i mm-hmm. Freed. That takes you back places. Yeah. Right. It does. It, it, it was a certain car ride. It was a certain family trip. Or if I yeah. sing you, um, even I'll take the most like song that no one necessarily listens to today, but you'll remember it for sure. MBD right? These songs all take us back somewhere. And when I watch videos of children today rocking out to up or to any of these songs, I say to myself, in 10 years from now and 20 years from now, to think that I can be part of the, you, know, someone's life' soundtrack, the soundtrack of their life. It's such a huge blessing. When I sing to you, it takes you somewhere. I don't know if it was camp or if it was, you know, whatever part of the year it was. And that's vintage uh, of Synthesis, man.
0: That, 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 that's absolutely that's cool. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Was back when I was like 10 years old on the Walkman, dude. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: So that's the biggest blessing in it all, seeing it happen, making history so subtly, but it's sticking so strongly.
0: Rock on. Thank I, you, bro. Rock on man. Seriously. And I, so then what, so the question is what's the future hold for Yoni Z? Where are we holding with things right now? You got your concerts, you got your weddings. Yeah. What's a Yoni Z wedding like? I mean, if your concerts are like crazy hyped, what's your wedding? What are Yoni Z weddings like? Very hyped as well.
1: Very hyped. Um, people, I feel, you know, people hire different singers for different, you know, things. Um, you know, people will hire, uh, let's say, Shlaimy Daskal if they want someone who has a great vocal and delivers what you call a clean performance. You know, people will hire um, Barry Weber if they want something more associated with uh, Uman or that vibe, you know. Right. Um, and, and I feel like people who hire me are the ones that want the – you know, the energy level on 1,000. That's kind of the people that I attract. And uh, and it's funny. And the biggest blessing in that is that is that I'm not limited in scope to that. I'll give you an example that just happened. My manager, Yankee Katina, who produced my album, you know, Yanki um, gets a call one day uh, and someone says, we want Yoni to do our wedding. Where is your wedding? Monroe. <laughs> we're like, Monroe? Like Hasidish Monroe? And they said, yeah. And we're like, Sure, and you know that wedding is booked, it's done. And literally the next day, Yankee gets a call from someone who goes, Hi, does Yoni do Shabbos bar mitzvah? So he goes, Uh, what do you need him for? For tfilos? What exactly do you need? He's like, No, 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 we're throwing the party on Shabbos with a band, and we would love Yoni to sing. Is he Shomer Shabbat? And Yankee says, Yeah, I mean, you know, people, I don't know, people, you know, there's many walks of life, and 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 uh, and Yanki's like, you know, he's Shomer Shabbat. If you do something on, on, on Maitre Shabbos, he can come. But um, it ended up being that, uh, so obviously I, I turned down that, that gig. And, uh, you know, they, they were fine with it. They understood, you know, the observance of Shabbos. It's not a complicated thing for them. But, you know, it was the biggest, like, whoa. Like, when your gig is the focus, the focus of your gig is on energy and just giving off good vibes and making sure that by the end of the night everyone's you know you know uh everyone is uh what's the word i'm looking for charlie horse yeah, yeah. and if if it's hasidim or if it's conservative jews and everyone in between that's a huge huge blessing i find and i and i'm so touched by that so baruch hashem for that
0: I think it's cool that like people of all 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 walks of, of Judaism are coming are contacting you because it it's, it gives you a tremendous opportunity to be mashbia on them and show them like the power of your music and the power of music in general and just like really have that tremendous hachshavah in them.
1: I really yeah, Baruch Hashem. I'll tell you something that I actually haven't told anyone yet uh, oh, cool. because because it just happened, so it's a scoop. Uh, cool. I, last. You know, at Hanukkah, in the beginning of the week, I um, I sang at the um, NASA Coliseum. I sang the, the national anthem. And we've done it before at, you know, the American Airlines Arena in Miami by the Heat, Miami Heat game. We've done it at the Barclays Center. So yeah. I saw this in. one. Yeah, you did. Oh, okay.
0: This a G League game.
1: Yes, that's right. And that's um, Sorry. Oh, okay. No, no, all well, cool. And um, they actually came over to me afterwards from NASA Coliseum and they said, do you live in New York? And I said, yeah, why? And they said, we'd like to bring you for more games throughout the year, not necessarily on Jewish heritage night or Hanukkah. So again, that's another avenue, which is like, wow, okay, I'm flattered. I'm honored. Thank you. You know, like you don't even know what to say. So. You know what I mean? It's 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 amazing what doors things will open, and um, I actually want to take Jewish music to the entire world, and in, in whatever which way it happens is is it's all good to me. If it means making an album, some point that's all English, but that talks about Hakadosh Baruch and good messages, and then that's fine too. You know, I think one of the best uh, albums in Jewish music was MBD's English collection. I think it was one of the greatest Jewish albums of all time. I hear that. So So if if I, so to speak, have my way, um, I would like to get Jewish music global. And if you look on Spotify now, you'll see that the people that listen to Yoni Z, it shows you other people that they listen to. Right. There's a lot of non-Jewish artists. It usually is just a bunch of other Jewish artists. So something is happening. There's a current. Something is moving. And uh, what happens from here? You know, Hashem will let us know at some point.
0: There you go. Yeah. There you go. Wow. But we just keep trucking
1: away and keep going. You asked about the future. Um, a song with Nisim, collaboration.
0: He's my bud. Yeah? You
1: know yeah. Nisim's a tzaddik.
0: He was the but inspiration we, for this show. He, really? He was the reason, one of the reasons I started, do, I started the show. And it's a very interesting story. But... Um, back many about a couple of years ago, I was working for uh, one of the main, big Jewish websites mm-hmm. and we were looking for some content to, mm-hmm. to really kind of boost their appeal. And my friend and his, my friend's brother, my friend happens to be Nisim's manager and his brother-in-law is his producer. And mm-hmm. so we popped down, he invited me down to their studio in Jerusalem and we set up a camera and we did a whole interview, like a behind the music kind of video with Nisim and, and and Yisrael Laub, and talking about his album, that was when he released Fly Away. And mm-hmm. we sat down afterwards, we were chilling afterwards in the studio. He's, 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 he's real. He is like one of the most real people I've ever met in my life. Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. Like, um, like, he's, he's a Haley Giyad, let me tell you. MS, MS, MS. And yeah. we're talking about it, and we're just like, we should do this with more people. Like, do these behind the music. Because no one, like I said to you before, when we started the show, Nobody mm-hmm. really, nobody really d- like touches on that aspect of like behind the music, behind the scenes. I mean, growing right. up, I used to watch those MTV behind the music, those VH1 behind the music and mm-hmm. I thought they were great. Mm-hmm. You know, No one does that in in, in our world. So, right. And so that kind of, spawn, that interview with Nissan kind of spawned the idea and logistically it didn't really work out because we couldn't really sit, do video cameras in people's studios because I'm in Israel and most of you guys are based in the States. So. Mm-hmm. sitting down with Shirley Meyer we decided to do a podcast and it yeah. works out much better people love podcasts you can listen to them wherever you are you can stream them wherever you are what you're doing mm-hmm. you can even watch them and so like I, I told Neeson this when we had him on the show I said you were the inspiration for this that interview we did you were the catalyst that started this whole thing and I thank you my brother
1: right yeah he's
0: cool man like you. That's yeah he's cool he like do a song with him he, he writes, he sings, he, he's, he's just genuine.
1: Right. So I'll tell you what's on the horizon. We got Nisim. We have a new music video in the queue. Nice. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say any more than that, because I always no. like to just, boom, like to just drop him. And um, another thing that I haven't yet announced publicly, but the second album uh, is... It's, it's already, uh, we're starting, we're starting to really work on it. Seriously recording already. Um, you know, uh, certain songs, other songs that we're still writing, we're still developing, but, um, like a question that I get a lot is, Oh, is it going to take you another seven years to put out the next album? And the answer is no but as you no. um, you know, momentum is very important in this business, no matter who you are. No, for so, sure. Yeah. I had,
0: I had, um, a couple of weeks ago, I had Ian Frader on our show. I don't know if Ian oh, uh, did a lot of work on my album. Yeah. So Ian, he was telling me, I asked him, I said, what's the, what's the quickest your, what's the quickest album you ever could have? He's like, "Mordechai Shapiro, four months. He's True like, story. I know he's that like, for a yeah. fact. Yep. He said, like, cause Mordecai is like, boom, 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 boom. Everything's like Mr. Mordechai is like yakish when it comes to this stuff. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. So I hear you in the yeah. same boat, you know, like you want to, you no, no, dragging around, no, no, potting around, nothing. Just like straightforward. Let's, let's go.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel like there are some young singers today, including uh, Mordechai, that um, they get this. They understand the importance of it, you know. And that not necessarily, you know, Jewish music till a few years ago. I mean, not even a few years ago. Till very recently, was like put out an album every two years. That was kind of the you know, the, the state of music. That's how it went. There weren't music videos. There weren't singles in between necessarily. There were very little singles, like in Jewish music. What was there? There was like Tan which was a big one. There, but there aren't a lot of singles. Um, and and Shweki is also, you know, you see that he's doing this and targeting it, keeping, uh, keeping up with social media and YouTube content, you know, you constantly – In a way it's almost like, I don't mean it in a negative way, but it's a rat race. It's a rat race. You gotta, you gotta keep up, which is why, uh, wow, I'm being so, uh, forward on your show, uh, which is why a lot of guys, which is why a lot of guys, if you look back, a lot of guys drop out of this business because it's, it's kind of, it's survival of the fittest. You know, in, in this business. So, well, I mean, it's not like
0: it's not like in 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 our, our secular world counterparts, where where you may, you put out an album, you may you, you you sell it sells on iTunes, it sells on these places. You're making couple, you're making millions, and then someone picks it up. You're making royalties off of it, and things yep. like that. You know, absolutely. Like some you know, I'm saying it's not like that. You know, people. A lot of these guys who we've had on the show, singing is their secondary profession. Right. Like some of them yeah. are BAM. Some of them are like, you know, like I was talking with Yitsi Waldner. He owns like, he runs, he has a flooring business. Yeah. Yitzy yeah. Waldner, he does. The Yitsi Waldner. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's Yossi not, Green as well. Yossi right. Green. Yeah. Um, has a medical
1: supplies company. You know? It's not, um, it's I not, I think not people, like. No, I think what people fail to understand and I've never in my entire career or since the album came out, I've never written about this. I've never asked for this. What I'm about to say, but that's why it's so important to buy Jewish music, because we're not making money back on the album. You're just trying to soften your loss. You do not even break even typically. Literally, you do not break even. You may you spend on an album hundred thousand dollars give or take. Okay, some people wow. manage to do it in eighty. Some people do it in one twenty. It depends, you know, but you don't, you're not making $120,000 or even, or even $80,000 back in sales, unless you have the hit of the century and, you know, and you, and you break even, but typically you don't even break even, but I never demanded of anyone to buy my music because I, I believe that so long as people are listening to it, you know, it's an honor that people listen to your creations, to your, to your art but people have to understand that the only way we make money is off shows or, you know, gigs, Um, include weddings and shows, which, um, you know, the, 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 the the market is, 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 uh, is flooded today with singers and performers, meaning the communities didn't get that much bigger, but we have a lot of new singers and a lot of new people. And then there's in the Jewish calendar, you know, if you're not a concert guy, right? Baruch Hashem, I am. If you're not a concert guy, you're not working Tishrei. Right. Right? Um, if you're even just a wedding, if you're even, a, even if you are a concert guy, you're not working Sfira. You're not working three weeks. And it's not like we're going, woohoo, you know, we want to work. Right. You know, people, we, we, at least, you know what? I can speak for myself. I love working. I, I love, love hustling. I love, I love hustling. I do. And um, so, you know, and here's and here's the punchline of all of it. The punchline of all of it is that um, see these people are like oh you know music's expensive and it's typically trash. That's what I get a lot from people about Jewish music, and I go, wow, okay, not everything's trash. There are different artists, there's different styles. Find what's good for you, you know. Uh, and and here's the punchline. The punchline is. Even if you didn't like the album, which you often end up liking it, you know, Jewish music today is in a very good place. It's having a real renaissance of quality um, that we haven't had in a while. There's a lot of new artists that are coming with fresh ideas and composers and arrangers and everything. And the punchline is if you don't like it, you spent literally what you would spend on a breakfast in any you know, like, at, like, I don't know, at Bagels and Greens or at Brooklyn Artisan Bakehouse or at any of these venues, like, yeah, you're going to pay about, you know, $13 for, the, for what, the few items that you're getting and a bottle of water. And you paid about, so what are you already spending? You know what I mean? But people feel like $13 they're willing to spend for breakfast, but not on an album. And the funny thing is, is that on iTunes, it's really only $10. So right. that's legit breakfast and a muffin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's not even breakfast and a muffin. So, so yeah, like I never, ever like go public and say like, oh, buy the music, support you. Because like I said, you know, our is to make good Jewish music and for people to tune in and listen to Jewish music.
0: Well, there you go. And then yes. that's and that's what we're doing over here too. Putting out good quality Jewish entertainment. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. So, well, Yoni, it was it was a pleasure having you on the show. I learned pleasure a lot.
1: Thank you so and much for me. having me.
0: I really learned a lot more about you than than I can pick up from your music, but I do I do know I learned a lot from your music. And again, then underlying you. positivity and keeping keeping your head up and just just being happy, b'simcha. You know. Absolutely. And it's cool. Absolutely. I, I wish you tremendous hat's luck on everything you're doing. Amen, I you too. You're, um, and you said your music is available on iTunes. It's available. Where else can people pick up your stuff? Because um, in,
1: in everywhere Jewish music is sold in stores and okay. uh, online, iTunes, uh, you know, uh, Google Play, Amazon, Spotify, uh, Apple, okay. all, all the, yeah, pretty much all the platforms, Title, whatever.
0: <laughs> you're, you're everywhere. You're, you're very diverse, which is great. Yeah. So, so we try. if anybody's interested in, obviously, I mean, I like Yoni's music. Everyone likes Yoni's music. Thank you. Where Jewish music is sold. Yoni, it was great having you on the show. Keep Thank, you, Thank you so, so much. And we look forward to hearing good things from you in the future. I'm looking forward to that song you're doing with Nisim and that new music video, which I know you won't tell me anything about, but that's okay. When you, when you put it out, I'll call you up and we'll do another quickie. So yeah, it's, not, it's nothing personal. I just like to keep it a surprise. Hey, I, I am not offended whatsoever, I promise you that much. Thank you. Um, but anyways, thank you so much for joining us and hatsalacha with everything and be well, my friend. Amen, you too, be well, brother. Thank All you. The best. You've just listened to another wonderful episode of Go Central The Podcast. For more news, updates, and information on our next episode, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram at Go Simcha Live. And don't forget to check out the show notes and videos on www.gosimcha.com along with zaradio.com. Thanks for listening, and remember, Go Simcha!